0: The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
1: Welcome, Kate Daly Show. Yep. Red pill show today. Um, if you don't want to be red pilled, then there's um, 98% of the other talk show hosts you could listen to <laughs> will give you a narrative today um, about 9-11 as we approach that somber date. And yes, those people died, at the, but I think it was at the hands of many other people and not Osama bin Laden, to tell you the truth. So the books by Rebecca Roth, Rebecca Roth is my guest, the books by Rebecca Roth truly opened my eyes, made way Way more sense than the narrative. And after being a flight attendant for 30 plus years, so many pieces for her did not check out. And she went down this rabbit hole of evidence and data. And I say that because when she's talking, everything she's talking about, she can back up and tells a completely different story about what happened that fateful day. And um, blaming it on Osama bin Laden, a guy in a cave, no. The guy that was friends with the bushes, no, not true. And this story makes a hell of a lot more sense. So if you want to be red-pilled, stay on with us, because we're going to talk about some new things that are going on right now and tie some things in, in this hour. So last hour, Rebecca got us caught up a little bit on the anomalies, the crazy, the things that never made sense, the phone calls that were uninterrupted at a time when they would certainly could not have been made high up in an airplane uh, for a long period of time. All these things that just never really made sense, but Rebecca and I were talking on the break and it's kind of like you're never shown what to critically look for. You're only shown the narrative so that that's the only place you look like a magic trick. But you're never shown what, you know, it's hard to come up with. Well, wait a minute. What would be normal about this situation or what should I be looking for? And Rebecca answers those questions in her books. And I recommend them highly, starting with methodical illusion and go through the series of the books. How many books are there, Rebecca? Five?
0: There's five
1: novels. Yep. They are so intriguing. You won't be able to put them down. And she does it in fiction style. And it's so easy to read and fun to read and also somber to read because you realize that this is talking about the truth about about these certain events. And there's many talk show hosts that will not have Rebecca on their show. They won't even have the conversation. And I'm sure you can imagine who they are. So listen, um, let's start with the, you got accused because we were talking about the art students that were laying down um, some of the tracks for the, demolition, for the demolition, de- demolition, I'm sorry, that were allowed into the tower. And by the way, it was the nephew of the Bushes that was over the security for the world towers, by the way. Um, but I just wanted people to understand that we were just talking about those art students, Israeli art students, and you got called an anti-Semite right away to shut you up, yes?
0: Oh, I got attacked. Oh, I got yeah. an echo. I got attacked so bad mm-hmm. um, when Methodical Deception, the first book came out, but I had so much, I'd gathered a terabyte of Freedom of Information Act data. Mm-hmm. So I had so much information and I was working on the next book, Methodical Conception, uh, Conclusion, that I just kept on going. It was like, what? I know. But wow. here's what happened. When I, I met the guy and when I say God hit me over the head with the baseball bat with mm-hmm. this special forces guy, he was actually a weatherman. So hmm. he uh, traveled with all the uh, uh, Navy SEALs and the Delta Force and the Rangers and all those people because they have to know where the weather is, the wind and all this stuff for landing helicopters and setting off JDAMs and all kinds of stuff. So he, he, that was his specialty. And after I met him, I was cooking dinner one night, listening at the time, I, did, I don't do this anymore, but I was at the time listening to Sean Hannity's show mm-hmm. on a television in mm-hmm. the other room, and mm-hmm. I was just listening. And I heard somebody mention Building 7, mm-hmm. and that person got attacked as an anti-Semite. And I literally thought, how in the world do you get anti-Semitism? I think World War II and the Nazis and all that. How do you get anti-Semitism out of a building falling down? It looked to me like a demolition because right. I saw it happen live, sure. and I thought that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard anybody say. But I, I, it never left me, and so I thought, well, that's just so weird. And Hannity's reaction was really weird too, and the whole thing. So what was his I, reaction? Well, it was just kind of like nervous. Interesting. And, Mr. Thought, CIA
1: what? pin. <laughs> Sean Hannity. Yeah, FBI yeah.
0: and CIA pin. Yeah. Last I saw, now I haven't I haven't looked there, I haven't opened Fox up on a television. I removed it from my apps and everything yeah. for months. Um, I guess maybe since they called Arizona early. But uh, mm. uh, he has taken last I saw he had taken those lapel pins off. He had an FBI and a CIA pin on there. But that kind of, I thought that was just so weird. I didn't really think much of it until I started finding other things happening. And in Methodical uh, Deception, the second book, I mentioned in there, uh, these, uh, the art students and they were from Israel and, uh, the five dancing Israelis that were caught in New Jersey by a woman who just thought their celebratory action, jumping up and down on top of their van was really weird. Mm -hmm. And then I found the police report from the cop that arrested those guys, those Israelis and what they said. I'm a data collector and I've got a lot of government, uh, police reports and data reports, state police reports. Uh, from these guys and there's one thing that keeps popping up I can't change it because I didn't write the reality Mm -hmm. what keeps popping up is like this I get this email from this guy and I've had this one for years before I put it in a book and he says to me on an email I I think I kind of put it in word for word on either the fourth or fifth book Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's basically said I'll paraphrase he was a Jewish and he was in Florida and Mm -hmm. he was with his Mm brother-in-law when the towers fell mm-hmm. and his brother-in-law went, Oh my God, that's light the fuse operation, light the fuse. I was supposed to be there. Uh, they, oh, you know, yes. he was, uh, had been tagged to go set the explosives. And then he said in his email that his other brother-in-law was the physicist who figured out where all this stuff would go. Right. So I get that. And then I find out about these art students and I get contacted by a DEA agent who, um, had left uh, the DEA and gone on to do some government contracting in uh, Afghanistan mm-hmm. and Contacted me with the story of the traveling art students. And then I found the Israeli art students living in the tower with the fuse bars. These fuse bars are made for remote demolition. With pictures uh, uh, standing by the boxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And pit, they've got repelling uh, ropes on them and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, that's just a few things right there, but they just happen to be Israeli. There's nothing anti Semitic about the truth. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> yeah. that what that did was it kind of when they they uh and that's when basically threats came out they could not have me on the air and so um i probably don't i probably don't get invited anywhere because of that because Mm -hmm. of that that power but um I've looked into this really deeply, and, I, and and when I finally found out in uh, the Gideon spies that the head of the Israeli Mossad admitted to Gordon Thomas, the author of that book, that they were these traveling art students were agents. Oh, ouch! They, they were Mossad agents. And they were eventually, there were 250 of them and they mm-hmm. were eventually rounded up. And what they said was to the government, and this is what they're telling you, the, the mm-hmm. public, is that, well, they were just monitoring the 19 hijackers, but there were only four a three, and it's not even that, three of the hijackers here for mm-hmm. um, of 20 months. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the rest of them started coming. The guy that came in April had the wrong photograph on his passport. So that was a fake ID guy. He wasn't right. really Satam Sukwami. Mm-hmm. That wasn't him. <laughs> but he had the photograph of a guy named uh, Salem Al-Ghamdi who crashed supposedly into the Pentagon. That wasn't him either. He had Satam's. Uh, Satam's photo on his passport. So those two guys had fake passports. Wow. The next guys that came were r- still alive. And there are 10 of them that are, as far as I know today, still alive, at least maybe 11 that have mm-hmm. lived through the nine 11 plane crashes. Now, how can you explain that? Well, then I found out that there were no Arabs on the, on the planes. Yeah. So then I like, okay, then what, what the heck was really going on? Mm-hmm. Stop other than what they told us. And listen, I watched this whole thing live, I had massive jet lag, I'd just come in from Europe, and uh, somebody called me, turn on your television, hung up. And I turned on my television. And of course, that was that was just in time to see the second tower get hit. Mm-hmm. And like, That's not even real, because that's not what airplanes do when they hit objects. No, like and it's- so
1: many accounts on the ground, they were saying, no, it looked like a military plane that didn't have any logos on it. It was a gray plane. It did not look like a commercial jet. All those yeah. interviews are still up. You can see them on YouTube of, of interviews on the street. They never hit mainstream news, right? Yeah. So yeah. what I'm seeing now and all the research I
0: found, and again, I'm not into conspiracies. I got to dig and find the, the, mm-hmm. the data. And it's really hard to find the truth when operation mockingbird has been in place since the 50s this is yes. the cia controlling what you read media. and what you
1: hear on mm-hmm. the media and they do that's I why know. they don't want me out by there. by the way i don't know if people realize this it wasn't even a year it wasn't even a year and larry silverstein who owned um, the towers the, the some of the towers and of course the tower 7 that fell that everyone was like why is this falling and it was definitely a demo that looked like the other towers he signed a 3.2 billion dollar deal billion, a 99 year lease on New York's World Trade uh, Center. Um, yeah. Uh, six weeks before the September 11 attacks, you know, and then he made all of these deals. That guy came out with so much money. That guy came out just, I mean, silver. I, I, it's, a, it's remarkable the amount of money he made on mm-hmm. the buildings yeah. themselves. And the gold was in um, uh, below oh. the seventh, right? Now uh, I think
0: both towers had vaults in them and that's that so we were going to talk about that too because I really talk about that in methodical conclusion the third book and it's a gold cover for a reason and where yeah. did the gold go. And so this is really a weird story. But after uh, my first two books came out, somebody contacted and I literally was home praying. I had a terabyte of data Mm -hmm. I couldn't read. I was like, I could read the stuff that was written in English, but because there is some of that, but there was a lot of air traffic control stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I said, God, send me an air traffic controller. Mm -hmm. I can't figure this out. And I know there's something more here because I just kept driving. When I got attacked for being anti-Semite, it lit a fire under me.
1: I'm like, I could have been on one of those planes, jerk. Yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. But you know, they're there to shut you down because when they finally started revealing, okay, now we're really going to talk about um, who was behind this. And they started pointing a finger at Saudi Arabia. And I was thinking, yeah, anywhere except the country that we cannot name, right? Anywhere except the country we're not allowed to talk about. And I thought that was really interesting. The government of the country, not the people, big, huge classification there. Not the people, but the government of the country. The Mossad and the and the country we can't name. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. They didn't so- name them. I'll quickly touch. Stop me when we hit 45. You you got 45 seconds. Go.
0: Oh, (laughs) so we'll talk about the gold. The air traffic controller that did show up was an air traffic controller at Edwards Air Force Base, which is right next to the Mojave Boneyard of airplanes. And that gold was bringing being brought in by British pilots in a Russian cargo plane landed at Mojave Airport and unloaded into old ammo bunkers. I think I got that out there. Oh so, my yeah. yeah. And this was happening for w- weeks before 9-11 happened. They were empty in those vaults
1: for a, quite a long time. Oh, it just makes me sick. And they had all the players right there with all the deals on the towers and all the the people that they, that they own to do the bidding and it's it's anyway it's beyond and i know it's beyond some people can even take right now listening to if you haven't listened to the show before but you need to be red pilled and so we're here to help be right back rebecca roth when we come back we'll talk about um some new things too um tying in be right back There, everybody. Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollars drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa. Remember that? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. There's more countries joining, by the way, January 1st of uh, 2024. Um, But they formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar instead of the U.S. dollar. This could be that first shoe to fall. So as as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens, this is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors, savers like you are looking to sort of harness the power of physical gold. This is the place to talk to and and get it held in in a tax-sheltered IRA, gold-backed IRA. Text Kate to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on gold, thousands of happy customers, A-plus rating with the BBB, countless five-star reviews. This is why Ron Paul loves them. This is why Steve Bannon loves them. Um, I know so many people that use Birch because uh, that's who I trust. That's who they trust. And they can help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. Isn't that big? That's a big deal. And I think right now, while you have the opportunity to do these things, I would do them. Um, the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, and so digital currency, central banks—you've got to arm yourself with the information on how to protect your savings and how to protect you. Text Kate ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. That's the phone number you text, and then just text my name and claim your free uh, information kit and get the information and go over that information to see if it's right for you. Thanks. You guys have heard me talking about Chaffee, C H O F F Y dot com. It's that drink you can drink in the morning. It is not coffee, but it tastes like it. Um, And it also comes from roasted chocolate beans. It raises serotonin levels, is great for digestion, if you know what I mean. I know a lot of people drink coffee for that reason. A lot of former coffee drinkers on Choffee now because it's so much healthier. It's like drinking two cups of blueberries. The antioxidants um, from those roasted chocolate beans are amazing. You can put in the code Kate. Kate will get you the savings. Also, you can try some different flavors. Ecuador is the one for coffee drinkers. I think they like that one the most. Tastes most like coffee. And then a hint of chocolate is in the one called Nigeria and Volta. And I like those. Um, But you can put cream and sugar in it. You can drink it as an iced drink i am telling you the health benefits raising of serotonin levels and also that natural caffeine instead of the jittery kind that drops you this is the natural caffeine you're going to switch over you're going to love this product chaffee is that incredible that incredible i love it i drink it every morning it's fantastic it's made a difference in my life go to chaffee.com c-h-o-f-f-y and just try it out put in the code kate you guys
0: that's perfect for you. And no down, no interest financing for 48 months. How's that, folks? Quick delivery, too. Best mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Get advice and local experience from Greg Neal at the Goldor Store. He will help you understand how to invest in gold and silver. The Goldor Store. 7 North Main. What's in your safe?
1: introducing the first ever countdown to labor day sales event counting down from 24 23 and 22 as in the 2024 models are coming in the 2023 models are marked down and the 2022 models are marked down so low they're almost gone it's the first ever countdown to labor day sales 2024s 2023s 2022s priced to move going on
0: talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Where were you when the world
1: stopped turning? Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Alan Jackson, uh, When the World Stopped Turning. I have Rebecca Roth on with me today. It's a Friday show. It's a red pill show. And uh, I appreciate you listening in. Please text Birch Gold ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight and my name, Kate, because when you do that, when you text them and you text my name to them, that's all you have to do, they'll send you some information on what to do with your money as digital currency is rolling in. And Rebecca and I will be talking about some things happening now to Maui. We'll probably touch on Maui a little bit too. Um, but Birch Gold is amazing and uh, they have, uh, they're, they're red, they're red pilled themselves. And that's what I love about them is they're really heavy into education and understanding kind of the things that are happening right now so that you can do things while you have options. Okay. 98, 98, 98 gold backed IRAs. Oh my gosh. It's so many things. Um, and buy your, buy, buy your gold and silver from them too. 98, 98, 98 text the word Kate, uh, Rebecca, we were just talking off air. You have to relay these stories because there's two people. People on the plane um, that that uh, had some very interesting conversations because I think there were people and pilots that may have been in on this whole thing and you talk about that in your great books uh, Methodical Illusion and all the subsequent books. But tell us that tell us what happened.
0: Yeah, well, I found the FBI 302s, which is their FBI notes of their interviews. Okay. The father of one of the passengers on United Flight 175 that left Boston, that was the second plane, supposedly Mm -hmm. hit the South Tower, Mm -hmm. where he told his father that the hijackers came back and told him he was at row 31 Mm -hmm. near the back of the aircraft with his wife and a two-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, that they were going to hijack eight airplanes that day and they were going to take his airplane and fly it into an in a building in Chicago, Mm -hmm. when that phone call supposedly was taking place, his aircraft was almost directly, well, it was directly over, uh, the Hudson river and the statue of Liberty. Okay. And his airplane, if you were to believe the, Mm -hmm. uh, FAA was less than 5,000 feet up. So he had a pretty good view of the mm-hmm. Hudson River right. and Manhattan, but that's not what he was saying. He was acting like something totally different was going on. So obviously he wasn't in that airplane. Mm-hmm. But he, he did. He told his dad eight airplanes would be hijacked and they're going to fly us into a building. His father got off the phone with him and made a phone call. I still can't figure out why, but I found the the data. Mm-hmm. He called a woman who was, uh, I don't know if she was a security or a secretary or exactly what, but she was at the John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. uh, Space Center okay. in Florida okay. and told her that my son is on United Flight 11. Wait, flight- it's American Airlines 11. <laughs> exactly. So how did he know that? And at that time, he called her bef- like noonish. They didn't even know. I have all. It wasn't the published.
1: It wasn't not, and not only that, FAA FAA didn't even know for sure what happened to Flight 11. Oh, wild. So to have that information, even screw it up, but to even have that information is very telling. So, why he called JFK, Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know if that person was related to him. I have no uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) explanation,
1: but I have their 302s. Okay. And then I found another. Wait, stop right there. We're going to come right back. Kate Daly, show more with Rebecca Roth when we come back, author of Methodical Illusion and the subsequent books. You have to read these books. Be right back. changing the world one life at a time I just had retired